Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome to another edition of After Hours with Defoe and Luby. I'm Jeff DeForest along with Mike Luby Lubitz. Happy to have you uh, streaming around the world on the Believe Podcast Networks. And uh, always great uh, when we can bring this gentleman uh, to any audience on any platform uh, that we've had available to us uh, to communicate his thoughts about the National Football League and uh, many, I mean, uh, even going into the affairs of life, my friends. Uh, just a great, great conversationalist and a man with a wealth of experience as an NFL coach. I was a special teams coach for many years for the Miami Dolphins under the great Don Shula. And, of course, uh, New York Jets uh, won a Super Bowl uh, while he was working with Sean Payton and the New Orleans Saints and uh, now has a, a book coming out that figures to be fascinating with all of his stories and the relationships he's had in the National Football League, including those years with Sexy Rexy. Welcome to the program, uh, the great Mike Westoff, uh, to the show. Michael, how are you, my friend? I'm great, Jeff. I'm doing fine, thanks. How are you guys doing? Doing well, Coach, thanks. Uh, we couldn't be better. Yeah, we're, we're hanging in there. Uh, thanks for asking. Uh, now, we, we've talked about this before, right? You've been accumulating uh, the material for this book, and uh, it, it's on the threshold of being published, is it not? I mean, we're talking about uh, sometime yeah. this spring or summer. It should be. They're they're talking about they're going to release it in uh, in July, July first. Oh, nice. Uh, I should have some. They talked about having soft cover uh, books available to distribute, like to the, the media and things like that. Um, should be able to do that um, in in April, maybe. So so it's going. It's moving along pretty good. Actually, I'm in the process right now. I'm working on this uh, with a recording studio of doing an audio book. And, and I'm reading it. I'm, I'm reading the book. Nice. So it's exciting and uh, a little bit challenging, but it's fun to do. And it's been a, a project that I've worked on for several years and now ready to see it come to fruition. All right. Tell us a little bit about the gist of uh, what, what you're uh, uh, bringing forward in this book. Cause uh, you know, we've discussed it and, and you have so many great stories uh, about uh, your, your times in the NFL and, and the different relationships that you've had. What I, Jeff, what I wanted to do, and it's always something I thought about my whole career. That, and then as I saw the career and the business evolve, then it made it even <clears throat> more important for me to do it. Because I got into the National Football League in 1982 as a young guy out of college uh, with the Baltimore Colts back in those days. And, um, you know, I had one of those nebulous jobs. I did a little bit of everything and didn't do any of them very well, to tell you the truth. I didn't. <laughs> I was trying to figure it out. And so, you know, I was a strength coach. I, w- I worked at the offensive line. I coached the tight ends. Um, and, and eventually I became, very, in a very short while, a special teams coach. And I didn't know anything. I, I really didn't. I, I, you know, I started reading the rules. I, I had a guy that was supposed to be doing it, and he was, they were going to fire him, and I took it over. Uh, his notebook should have come with crayons. 
because that's how that's the way it is. So that's what I started with. But the thing that I learned in a hurry is that there was absolutely no innovation. But to help that, there was no regulation. You could pretty much do whatever the heck you wanted. So all of a sudden, out of necessity, I became somewhat creative. And it became a mantra for me for my career. And I loved having the opportunity to find some young kid that no one really knew about. And then giving him an opportunity and see what would happen. And, uh, and that's what I wrote this book about. It's called Figure It Out. And I took these kind of guys, and, you know, at Miami, of course, you had the, you know, you had the Larry Izzo's and the Bernie Parmelees and the O.J. Bergances, but you also had the Zach Thomases and O.J. McDuffie's. Now, you know, when, when I, I'm the only coach that went out to Texas Tech to work out Zach Thomas. Now, oh, don't, wow. don't get me wrong. There were, plenty, there were plenty of scouts. There were plenty of scouts. But I'm the coach. And I, and I believe I drafted him. I know Jimmy drafted him. I know that. <laughs> I'm not understand yeah. that. But, you know, Jimmy thinks he did everything. Well, he didn't do quite all of it. <laughs> but I'm, I'm just as bad that I think I did everything. But you, if you ask Zach Thomas, he'll tell you. He'll tell you. And that's what we did. We wrote a book. Now, I wrote every word. But I had a guy help me, very well. Now, he's a writer. And he's with Associated Press, works with the NFL, written a number of books. And he conducted the interviews. I'd set it up, and then he would interview. So you're hearing me tell the story, but then you're hearing Zach Thomas tell it, or you're hearing O.J. McDuffie tell it. And I think that's what really makes this a special book, because it's got some all the, from all these different points of views. And um, it's not about the $150 million quarterback, which is what the game is really pretty much all about today. Uh, and the kicking game, which has so dramatically evolved, it evolved to a point when I was doing it that was really at its highest prominence, and now basically it's become become non plausible. It's just that's just what it is. I mean, that's the reality of, of the whole thing. I mean, if you look at the Super Bowl and try to tell me one kicking play that made a difference, well, good luck because you have to find one. It just doesn't happen. The rules have so dramatically changed that that part of the game has become, I'll be kind, uh, diluted. It, and I believe it's way more than diluted. So, you know, this is what I wrote about. And it was so much fun to do. And then to listen to these guys. And, you know, and as I let them all know, you know, you, you tell it in how you lived it. So, you know, so it's, it's kind of X-rated. You can bet on that with the way that <laughs> some, of the, some of the descriptions that they gave. You hear Lewis Oliver and those guys, you go like, whoa. <laughs> but it's so much fun to do. And, uh, and that's what I wrote, and I'm extremely proud of it. And I think it tells a story of how something evolved in the business that basically, it, it, it's not gone, but it's dramatically, dramatically, dramatically changed. And it's still of importance. Uh, we're talking about Mike Westhoff, longtime uh, coach in oh, the I National did. Football League, has a book coming out, uh, Figure It Out, which uh, he alluded to. He did on his own at the very beginning, uh, and, and yet uh, you became the guru of special teams uh, in many people's eyes, even though Joe Avizano got all the uh, camera time there while he was uh, butchering the same job with the Dallas Cowboys. But uh, it's interesting because uh, we saw in the playoffs, I mean, Green Bay, you, you mentioned the $50 million quarterback or $100 million quarterback. They have that, and uh, they have this dynamic uh, offense, but uh, they end up getting bounced out of a Super Bowl run uh, because of uh, really poor special teams play, even with the de-emphasis on the uh, overall kicking game where almost every kick uh, or kickoff results in a touchback. 
correct. And that's what happened because you have a you know the few plays that you have, you you better you better be effective at, and you better be efficient at. Joe 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 did a nice job down at Dallas. He had a great group. Jimmy provided him with a real all star group of players. But you know, when I played him, I could beat him with my eyes closed. So. He was always on the camera because he had that long gray hair, man, and he had that look on his face like yeah, he had just that, been he had, he had that look. Yeah. I got my, I got him at my team the time too. It's, uh, it was fun though. It was just a fun time and something that uh, I'm proud to to talk about. Uh, yeah, it still it still goes on. Like Green Bay, as you mentioned, you know, just totally uh, goofed it up and and fouled up the few plays that they have. The number of plays is just so dramatically reduced. I mean, I I, I gave this number. Uh, in my career, my first 30 years in the National Football League, not counting PATs and field goals, not counting those plays, whether you kick them or defend them, I averaged 22 plays a game. Kickoffs, kickoff returns, punts, punt returns. I averaged 22. My two years with the New Orleans Saints, that number dropped from 22 to seven. Seven. That's wow. it. Now, I'm not counting yeah, a touch, I mean, I'm not counting a touchdown. But that's that. That's what it was. It went from twenty-two to seven, and that that's the number of plays that you have today. For me, see, I don't. I, I wouldn't. I, I get called every year. You know, Mike, do you want to come back and do this, do that? I said, no, 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 because the job that I had and I did, and I feel like I helped move to a certain level, doesn't exist today in the game. It doesn't exist. Yes, it's still there. The title's there, but the job. Come on, the things you can't do, you can't. Even Roger Goodell, who, who I have quoted on the back of my book. When we were at the celebration of life for Coach Shula, he was telling some people about me. And he was teasing me a little bit. And he said, Mike, you're the last person that could complain about the rule changes. He said, because half of them we made because of you. <laughs> and, and then he said, he said we referred. And this is pretty cool. And he actually said, he said, we referred to him as the mad scientist. And I, I have this quote on my book and on the back on the cover. And he said, believe me when I'm telling you this. In the National Football League, so Mike Westhoff changed the game. So I'm, I'm very, very proud of that. Yeah, I mean, uh, and, there was a time uh, where uh, any analyst would tell you that uh, the game has uh, three uh, areas, <laughs> offense, defense, and, and an equal uh, you know, portion of special teams. And, uh, you know, that's that's kind of uh, gone by the wayside, and yet uh, it still is very much a factor. You know, one of the other things you always told me that was very well, interesting. It was about such an exciting, exciting part to be a, to be a part of. And, um, and that's what I wrote about. And it's really fun to listen to you. Hear O.J. McDuffie talk about things, and I think people will love that. I think the people in Miami especially will, will get a kick out of, out of all those guys and how they felt and what they did, what we did, and how it helped. It helped us be a very good football team. It was a contributing factor, and, uh, and that's what I'm proud of. Mike Westhoff uh, with us here on After Hours on the Believe Podcast Network. Jeff DeForest, uh, Mike Luby Lubitz. Uh, it's interesting, too, because there was a kinder, gentler NFL back then. And, uh, you know, you would uh, not, uh, it would not be uncommon to find like a coach inviting a reporter or somebody that was covering a team into their office to explain something that maybe they had written about or asked about. And I remember being no, in Mike's office one time. He, he was showing me. Yeah, he was showing me a strategy, and, and uh, he says, uh, uh, excuse me, i got to take this call, and, and it's, uh, you know, like the uh, Patriots special teams coach asking Mike what he should do. <laughs> and then in a couple of minutes later, it takes another call, and uh, it's the uh, Cardinals uh, coach asking him what he should do. Uh, it, it was pretty incredible. I mean, uh, you really were the guy that uh, everybody turned to uh, in terms of, you know, trying to figure out, literally, uh, by the title of your book, uh, what, what to do on, on these team, uh, these plays 
that, that were so crucial in a ball game, and, and yet uh, well, you know, was, probably weren't emphasized enough. Well, there was so much to do, and there were so many variables. And you could do a million things. Guys could run everywhere. You had people lined up different places and everywhere. The rules were so dramatically different. And then, of course, some of it were, were really good, solid changes. Some of it were safety things that were that took place. And, 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 I, and, I, and I'm in favor. That's okay. Uh, I love the physical part of the game. I love teaching it. I love showing it, you know, and it was always clean. And I wasn't someone who's was going to put a bounty on somebody. Now that was the stupid stuff that people did. Uh, but I loved being physical and our guys loved it. They loved having that reputation of, you know, they said, Oh, I don't want to play those guys. We'll knock the hell out. And that's the most fun. That's what I love. And, uh, and, and that's what I wrote about. So the whole thing, I think it, it captures a period of time that was, and a lot of the records, that, that, you know, I think I'm, I'm involved in. I mean, at the time, my time at the New York Jets, uh, which wasn't that long at the time, I mean, there was 12 years. But in that time, I had nine, nine different players that led the National Football League in returns. Well, who do you think is going to touch that record? Nobody. Wow. There's no plays anymore. You'll never return. Yeah. We had nine, nine guys. And I didn't have Devin Hester. So what? They ran all my stuff. And we had nine different guys that did that. So, that's the kind of stuff that I'm so proud of, uh, and, you know, what, what we did to help win football games. And I did basically the same thing with the New Orleans Saints. Uh, and it worked. It didn't help us. You know, I, I didn't get to a Super Bowl. I knocked on the door five times right there, so close. But it didn't happen. And I don't think that defines my career, but it's something I'm very remiss that I, I didn't have that opportunity. And I talked about that at great length. So when you put all that together and then throw in the, personal things that I had to deal with going through the, 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 the health issues and, 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 and people don't know that, but you know, it's not important. A lot of people have done that, but I did it. And, um, and I'm proud of the way it came out and of how it talks about a particular type of guy that came into that business and made such a dramatic impact. And that to me is really worthwhile talking about. And really, I felt great, very proud that I was able to write about it. Speaking of pride, I mean, I know uh, you had a great, great run with Don Shula and uh, later Jimmy Johnson with the Miami Dolphins uh, as a special teams coach. And obviously a very celebrated uh, run uh, with all of the uh, different records and things you established, including uh, causing and creating the need for uh, rule changes. But um, the Dolphins organization lately, I mean, is like the punchline in a lot of football jokes. Uh, I know we've talked about this before, but um, how do you feel when you see what happened uh, the transformation from uh, what was uh, seemingly one of the, uh, you know, really uh, esteemed organizations in all of pro sports to uh, where it is today, where we're wondering if the owner is going to be brought up on criminal charges for attempted sports bribery. I mean, it seems like a radical departure. It's a, it's a shame. It's a shame. I thoroughly believe, and I, and I was offered a number of other jobs, including San Francisco, including Oakland, a number of places that were really pretty damn good. But I believe that when I was at Miami with Don Shula and Dan Marino, that we were the premier organization in sport, in sports. You know, we were the, we were the Los Angeles Lakers. We were the Boston Celtics. We were the New York Yankees. That when I would wear my Miami Dolphins stuff, that's how I felt. I had such tremendous pride that, that was where we were as an organization. And I was as a part of that organization. I was so proud of it. You know, I'd go to the combine and 
I'd be wearing, you know, Coach Shula was always very madly dressed. You remember? I mean, he was, you know, he, yeah. he was sharp as could be. And, and, you know, we'd have the nicest sweaters and things like that. And I was so proud to wear it. I thought, yeah, I'm with the Miami Dolphins. Yeah, we're, we're pretty damn good. <laughs> That's just how you felt. You know, you were such a great pride. And to see that tarnished. Now, hopefully they'll find a way to, to resurrect it and, uh, and get it back. Because, like, in the, in the NFL, you know, the, the trip down is very short, but the trip back can be relatively short also if you do it right. And hopefully that will happen. Uh, because it was a, so much fun to be a part of. You know, and then we, you know, we, we got bounced around by Buffalo. They would knock us out. And, you know, they went to the Super Bowls and we didn't. Um, you know, some, so I, I, and I talked about some of those reasons, how I felt. But we were good. And, and we had such a prideful organization. You know, Don Shula, everything we did, you know, there was no cheating. There, there was no BS. But that wasn't our football team. We didn't have the off-the-field issues. We had great guys. And we were so close. And we were so very, very good. And I was with Coach Shula. We averaged 10 wins a year. You know, we, we were a pretty damn good football team. And, and I was tremendously proud to be a part of that. And then to see some of the depths to which it's fallen uh, is frustrating. It, it's frustrating and, and, and difficult for a former alum to, to have to deal with. So you know, I, 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 I root for them and I hope they come back, but uh, it, they've got a little bit of a journey ahead of them. All right, as do the New York Jets, uh, who uh, you were with uh, as they went to a couple of AFC title games with Sexy Rexy, and then uh, you stole the show on uh, HBO yeah, we Hard good. Knocks uh, that year. You, you literally stole I the show uh, from I love I like living there. You're... I, I love going. I love going into the city. I, I love being a part of it. I love the fans. You know, and we took that team, and all of a sudden, you know, we were we were we were in the playoffs sixty percent of the time. We were pretty good. Then went to the two championship games, and then all of a sudden, you know, our general manager Mike Tannenbaum thinks we're going to become the the New England Patriots, South France, and. That that didn't work too well, uh, and, and we we fell apart. And it's a shame. And they and they've been terrible ever since. They've been horrible. Yeah. So, um, you know, when I was there, I loved that one too. And I, I had so much fun. How good we were, and we were knocking on the Super Bowl. We could have gone to those two Super Bowls. We we were right there in those championship games, especially that first one out at, out at uh, Indianapolis. And we were headed halftime, and then we came back. But, you know, we got beaten by, by, by Peyton Manning and Ben Roethlisberger. I mean, those are pretty – we had Mark Sanchez. Come on. <laughs> Mark, God bless him. He's a good yeah. kid. But, you know, I mean, come on. Give me a break. We're talking those two guys and Mark that were in the game. I mean, you know, I live in – I live on a golf course in Florida. I'm sitting outside. And the lake's right there. And Mark would take a dozen balls he could throw in the damn lake. So, uh, <laughs> you saw what I'm saying. You, you, you'd appreciate my analogy. But that's, you know, those are times that, that happened. And one of my favorite things as a coach in my career was going down to New Orleans. And I didn't know a soul. I, didn't, I knew who Drew Brees was, and I knew who Sean Payton was, although I never met either one of them. Next thing you know, I get a phone call, and here I'm down in New Orleans. I had a ball. I loved it there. Great organization, great people, tremendous coach. I mean, I saw an article the other day that uh, I guess Miami had maybe, you know, taken a look to see if, if, if they could have gotten a Sean Payton this year. And to me, it'd have to be crazy not to try to talk to him. I mean, I don't know what happened as to where it went, but I don't know any of that. But, um, but he's a heck of a coach. He's a heck, and if there was anything, it's Miami's loss if they don't end up with a guy like that. Wow. 
because he's really a good football coach. And Mickey Lomas is a tremendous general manager. I had a ball there. I really had a great time. I was only there a few years, but it was a, a tremendous way to, as a sad way to end my career because we got knocked out of two Super Bowls, but nonetheless, very fulfilling in so many other ways. I'm, I'm extremely proud of that time I was there. Uh, this after hours deal from Luby here on the Believe Podcast Network. We're talking with NFL iconic coach Mike Westhoff. His book set to come out in July, and we'll definitely talk more about that now. And as we get closer to the book's release, Coach, it's interesting. You were part of franchises that won and lost. You were part of coaches that were successful, and I guess we're not as successful. Um, you were also part of, you know, personnel decisions as you spotted guys and imparted things and the coaches around the league have always respected part of you. what, please? I couldn't hear it. Uh, no. Coaching, uh, personnel decisions. Like, you imparted your knowledge and coaches always respected what you yeah. had to say. As the Dolphins just hired their latest coach, Mike McDaniel, from what you've been around and what you've seen, what to you makes a co- Can you tell right away when you know that a coach is going to be a success? Like, is there something that you just get when you talk to them? Like, what to you makes a coach successful as opposed to a you know, I don't. It, it, that's a, it's a tough question. I don't, I don't know him at all. I really yeah, don't. Yeah. I mean, I, I know his, his background out in San Francisco and a, a little bit. I do like the fact that he's gotten some of these guys involved on his staff. I mean, to get Madison and Sertan, I'm pretty impressed with that. But I'm, I'm good friends with Wes Welker, so I know him really well, and I think he's a heck of a coach and was a great player. So I kind of like those moves that he's done. I think that's pretty impressive. How he'll do, I don't know. You know, he, he looks, I don't know, he looks like a high school kid. I mean, so to me. But, and I don't mean it to be disrespectful. I'm just saying yeah. what it is. You know, what, how is he going to do? I don't know. I know he came from a, a good organization, uh, being an offensive coordinator, although he didn't call the plays. I think that's, that's a little bit interesting in itself. But we're going to find out. This guy's been given a great opportunity uh, to do it. I know there's some big shoes to fill, but no one has even come close to filling those shoes. Uh, Jimmy came probably the, the closest, but uh, but he didn't do it either. Come on, give me a break. You know, you've got Don Shula set, uh, uh, and after that, it's just it slid downhill and somewhat rapidly. Uh, and I will see. This guy's got an opportunity. I do like the fact of getting some of those guys involved because they were they were good players and. Uh, you know, I mean, I know Sam was out at uh, Kansas City, and you can learn a lot out there with being with Andy Reid. You can become a pretty good football coach working with that guy. So I, I'm impressed with that. I think that's a that, that's that's pretty good. Uh, we'll find out how he's going to do. It's it's a great opportunity. It's a it's a tremendous organization, and you got to bring it back a little bit to see if it can. He he's he's, he's in the driver's seat, so we're going to find out uh, as to how he'll do it. Uh, it's a it's a great situation. He should be he should be very 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 proud and honored to represent that 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 that, that, that organization. And hopefully he'll do it correctly. Longtime NFL coach Mike Westhoff, our good friend, with us here on After Hours with Defoe and Luby. Jeff DeForest, Mike Luby, Lubitz, Believe Podcast Networks. Uh, uh, all right, uh, it's funny because uh, when you brought up Mike Tannenbaum, I mean one of the favorite, uh, I, I guess uh, you could call it target almost of. Uh, uh, Luby uh, and mine over the years here, because uh, it's mystifying to me, and, and this is a new trend in broadcasting, which you've also uh, been involved in, Mike Westhoff, uh, with your work with SNY and uh, uh, other uh, broadcasting companies. But how uh, a guy that, that buried more people, more bodies, more franchises uh, than uh, the local funeral director, Fred Hunter, did over the years, Mike Tannenbaum, 
then becomes an expert commentator who uh, everybody is leaning on. Like, uh, you know, they're, they're trying to wrestle around with some uh, topical question on the air. And they go, well, let's bring in Mike Tannenbaum. He should have the answers. Uh, it's the same thing like uh, David Sampson is now a big-time commentator on baseball. This is a guy who buried the uh, Marlins organization to the point where even Derek Jeter, if he had any hair, he would have been tearing it out by the time he got to year number three here. Uh, it, it is strange that, that Tannenbaum has managed to uh, constantly uh, you know, be deferred to as an expert on things when, when I, I don't know that anybody do more damage to both the Dolphins and the New York Jets over the years. No, I wrote about it. You, you want to read about it, you'll hear what I have to say. He should have never tried to catch that punt. Did you try to get him to do that where he tried to catch that punt on Hard Knocks? And did you deliberately have the guy like put some kind of weird spin on it? Here's the thing that I know. I said it's about Mike. And now I see that, you know, with the thing on television as a commentator, and I think in a lot of ways he does a good job there. I really do. But here's the key part. I think there's a great gigantic difference in knowing how to do a job and knowing what to do on that job. Mike knows how to do the job. He knows how to be the general manager. Did he know what to do? Ah, not so sure now. That's why he's able to get on the air and be very good. And I think a lot of things he says are very accurate. But at the same time, now all of a sudden when you're the guy that's doing it, you know, you know how to do it. But do you know what to do at that given time? And that's as I made it very clear in my book. Uh, he was at the I'll give you an exact quote. He was at the helm of two ships, the Miami Dolphins and the New York Jets, and he took them. He sank them to unparalleled depths. <laughs> that's what I said about. That's great. That's great. I'm gonna stick with uh, it. Makes him an expert. That's for sure. <laughs> uh, hey, look, we have a platform, uh, Mike. It sounds like it's going to be a great read. Cannot uh, wait. I can't wait to uh, get the advances on that. That'll be fantastic. Uh, we always love talking football or anything. Uh, some people uh, will love you, it and want to buy a bunch of others, and others might be boycotted. I'm proud <laughs> of it, and and I think it tells a good story. And uh, and I'm very proud that I was able to do it, and I'm, I'm really anxious to see it get released. So thank you for talking to me about it. I appreciate with you guys anytime. I love talking to you. Thanks, Coach. We appreciate it's it. It's always a pleasure, my friend. Uh, always good to catch up. Uh, figure it out. Mike Westhoff coming out soon to uh, bookstores and shelves uh, near you and uh, available the usual outlets, I would imagine. So uh, uh, very excited about that. Yeah. Mike, thanks a lot. Uh, we'll talk to you again soon, my friend. Okay, guys. Anytime. Thanks. Good luck, Coach. Thanks. Mike Westhoff. I, I love it. Then he, I, you know, he, he was out in the backyard today, but uh, like the last time I think we had him on a show, Mike Westhoff, he was out like shark fishing. Yes. <laughs> In the waters of Nova Scotia or something. I, I don't know. He, you know, he was doing some kind of crazy, adventurous uh, type of stuff. But uh, great guy. I mean, a legendary. That, that is true. That's a true story. I was in his office, and uh, at least two, if not three, other teams, special teams coaches, called Mike to ask him how uh, they would defend, like, a certain return or whatever uh, for the opponent that they were facing that week. Like, they, uh, they couldn't figure it out themselves. I think this book is very appropriate. He ought to give it to all of the different special teams coaches he came across uh, over the years. Uh, I'm only joking about Avizano, though, uh, Luby. You know that, right? Joe Avizano, <laughs> Dallas Cowboys. Because, uh, you know, he just got a lot of attention. He, he was drawing attention away from Jerry Jones and those uh, shots of, of Jerry agonizing in the luxury suite as the Cowboys taste yet another bitter defeat, much to the delight of the people who despise the Dallas Cowboys around the country and uh, think that Jerry Jones has been proven to be a fool 
Because, um, you know, it's interesting. Uh, we had uh, an interview with Jimmy Johnson a while back, uh, and uh, we're going to uh, have that uh, reprised on our Ion Channel show. Jimmy Johnson, he has a place in the Keys called Jimmy Johnson's Big Chill, which is a great place to hang out, uh, really well-run, great food and drink. And uh, if you're uh, in, in South Florida, a uh, great place to go. Jimmy Johnson's Big Chill. They have uh, wonderful accommodations there, too. And Jimmy might be hanging out there because uh, he, he likes to just uh, sit back and relax. So uh, anyway, uh, it, there's not a single time that, that you ask him a question about his days with the Cowboys that he doesn't get a shot in at Barry Switzer. <laughs> Always. <laughs> a subtle one, right? Yep. Like, uh, yeah, they even won a Super Bowl with Switzer there. Right? He was out playing golf by 3 <laughs> o'clock in the afternoon, uh, even on the day of the game. Like, wow, wow, Jimmy. I mean, uh, you know, he, he just uh, – it really must have killed him. And, uh, you know, that, that's – Jerry was probably gloating about that, right, in the beginning. That, <laughs> see, I didn't need Jimmy. Anybody could win a Super Bowl here. And it's been like 25 years of futility ever since. Incredible. Just a wild and rampant uh, universal futility for Dallas Cowboys uh, backers, their fans, and, of course, uh, the organization itself. And Jerry looking more and more like a fool, even though if he shoots any more collagen into that face. <laughs> I hate to see Jerry in about five years from now when that stuff starts to uh, sag, man. He's going to look like he used Flex Seal to, uh, to uh, get that younger look. Uh, all right, that's going to do it for us. A lot of fun. Mike Westhoff, uh, his book's coming out. Uh, we'll keep you posted on that. Uh, it should be a great, great read. A lot of good people involved in that. Uh, and uh, he was instrumental in so many careers that uh, sort of uh, forged their way out of nowhere because of his use of key players on special teams, including Zach Thomas, believe it or not. Yep was a special teams player uh, when he came to the Miami Dolphins. Actually, a very controversial play where he was injured in a game that was taking place in Mexico a year the Dolphins had five preseason games under Jimmy Johnson, and everybody was screaming at Jimmy saying, uh, hey, what the hell are you doing having Zach Thomas out there, a pro bowler at linebacker, essential key to your defense? What, what is he doing on special teams in a game on some uh, schlock field in Mexico? And Jimmy just said, you know what? Uh, we practice the way we play, and that's what we do. And I guess it was uh, successful for him for the most part uh, as he won national championships at, or won anyway, at University of Miami and then went on to win uh, all of those Super Bowls, including uh, one that Barry Switzer was able to cop, uh, essentially with Jimmy Johnson's roster. I even Barry couldn't fuck it up. That, that's <laughs> kind of how that story goes. All right, that'll do it for us. Uh, Luby, great job. And, yes, sir. Uh, it's always a pleasure being with you people. Believe Podcast Network. Google The Defo Show, D-E-F-O. You want to see more of Luby and me, and you can actually see us on the video stream there, it's yes, uh, a show that is broadcast or distributed by Ion Channel. And, uh, you know, you can find it, and uh, it's a, a lot of fun. I, I think you'll enjoy it. So uh, check that out if you like what we do here on After Hours, which is literally after hours. Literally after hours yep. when we pop this stuff up. So uh, thanks to Mike Westhoff. Thanks to you, Luby. I'm Jeff DeForest. Yes, we'll sir. see you guys uh, tomorrow on the Believe Podcast Networks. And we always advise you, whatever you're doing today out there in the uh, stream of life uh, that you're involved in, you got to believe. Hey, folks, Tony Segreto here. Let me ask you a question. What do you look for when you go out to eat? Good food, obviously. Friendly atmosphere, not too loud, but good energy, reasonable prices, and a place where you feel comfortable. All those ingredients, <laughs> no pun meant there, are hard to find unless you're talking about the Texas Roadhouse. You see, they encompass all of those attributes. Really, really good food, amazing atmosphere, good for a family, good for a date, or just a night out for yourself, and prices that will make you extremely happy. Their ribs unmatched, steaks hand-cut every day, everything, and I mean everything is made on site, including their incredible bread. 
It's the one day, folks, that you can forget about low-carb diets. Trust me when I tell you, Texas Roadhouse, your restaurant, your destination, when you say, where should we go and eat tonight? These days, we're all looking for comfort anywhere we can find it. Thank goodness for Landlubbers, Raw Bar and Grill in the plantation location because they are making sure you are as comfortable as possible. First of all, they're not only open for delivery and pickup. All you have to do is go to landlubbersbarandgrill.com for both pickup and free delivery. Their hours have changed a little bit. Monday through Thursday from 3.30 to 10. And Friday, Saturday, and Sunday from 11.30 to 10. You're going to have the best wings in the world. You're going to have a great burger. You're going to have... They're amazing soups. Again, Landlubbers, Raw Bar and Grill. It's nice and easy. Just go to landlubbersbarandgrill.com for both your pickup and free delivery. Thank goodness for Landlubbers for making you always feel right at home. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus. You can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.